Las Vegas. It's more than just a city. It's a feeling. It's that feeling of excitement when you spot the lights of the strip out the airplane window. It's that feeling of awe as you stroll down the boulevard, taking in the sights and sounds. And it's that feeling of satisfaction knowing that you're in the greatest city in the world. Over 42 million people from around the world share that feeling every year. And I'm one of them. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is Jeff Does Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to another special bonus episode of Jeff Does Vegas. If you've been following the news as of late, then you're likely very aware of what's happening at airports all over the world. Mass flight cancellations, severe delays, lost baggage, staff shortages, and huge lineups at customs and security are just some of the issues plaguing flyers in recent weeks. Adding to the problem is that after almost two years of a lot of the world not being able to go anywhere, pent-up demand has led to a huge increase in people hopping on planes for vacation, which in turn has put stress on an industry that maybe wasn't quite ready for such a quick rebound. Now, as some of you may already be aware, when I'm not doing this podcast thing, I am in fact an airline employee. I work in operations for a major airline here in Canada that operates flights in and out of Las Vegas, as well as across Canada, elsewhere in the US, Europe, the Caribbean, and Mexico. So I'm seeing firsthand what's happening out there. And I'm also aware of the impact that all of this craziness is having on travelers. As such, I thought it might be a good idea to share a few insider tips for flyers who might be planning a trip to Las Vegas or anywhere else in the world for that matter. We're going to cover where and how to book your flight, when the best time of the day to fly is, how to handle it if and when things go wrong, and much, much more. So, fasten your seatbelt, ensure your seats and tray tables are in their full upright and locked positions, and prepare for takeoff. We're going to start off with talking about the process of actually booking an airline ticket. Now, I know this sounds easy, and it's something that a lot of people take for granted. You go on the web, you type in the Google, you say this is where you want to fly, you pick the airline, you pick the flights, you pay your money, and that's it. Boom, you're gone. It's not always that easy. I have a couple of pieces of advice when it comes to how you're booking your flights. You have options. Of course, you can go book through a third-party online travel agency. There are tons of them out there. They all offer you the opportunity to save a little bit of money, perhaps, and book quick and easy. Get your tickets just like that. The other option is to book directly with the airline. My piece of advice is always book directly with the airline. Why is that? There's lots of reasons. First off, you've got better communication about any kind of schedule changes or issues that may arise with your ticket. I'm going to take you behind the curtain a little bit here. I used to work in the airline call center. We used to get calls on a very regular basis from people who were standing at an airline check-in counter who thought that they had a ticket to fly on a certain date. At one time, they did. We'd take a look at their reservation, sure enough, book through a third-party online travel agency. At some point, after they booked their ticket, there was a schedule change on their itinerary. We could see exactly where and when that schedule change had happened. There was a notification sent out. 
However, because they booked through a third-party online travel agency, there was no contact information on the reservation, or the contact information that was there belonged to the third-party online travel agency. What does this mean? It means when the schedule change occurred, there was a notification sent out, but it wasn't sent directly to the traveler. It was sent to the travel agency, who never passed the information on to the traveler. Best case scenario, the travelers had been moved to flights a day or two after they had originally booked. Not a big problem other than the fact that they're now missing a couple of days off their vacation and they're at the airport extremely early. Worst case scenario, they were moved to a flight the day prior to when they had originally booked. They've now missed that flight. A lot of airlines are going to consider them a no-show. They're going to consider that a loss of money. They now have to try to deal with the third-party online travel agency to get this sorted out. So again, often best to book directly with the airline to ensure that all of your contact information is there in case there are any changes. As well, we get it. You know what? Stuff happens. Maybe you have to change your vacation dates. Maybe you have to cancel your vacation entirely. It's generally a lot easier to deal directly with the airline customer service to make those changes or cancellations as opposed to trying to deal with a third-party online travel agency that may have limited contact hours, may not have as good of a customer service center. And also, I've seen this happen several times, that online travel agency charges fees over and above what the airline charges to make any type of changes and cancellations. So again, not only are you paying the airline's fees for changes, but you're also going to be paying the online travel agency's additional fees to make changes as well. Something else to keep in mind when you are making bookings for flights online, be very, very careful about how you're booking. Don't just jump on Google, type in the name of the airline and tickets. A lot of times, some of these third-party agencies will actually pay for Google ads or Google keywords to bump themselves up to the top of Google search results. So when you type in blah, 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 airline tickets, what comes to the top isn't the actual airline website. It's one of these third-party agencies. And some of these third-party agencies do a really good job of making their website look like the official airline website. So you may believe that you're actually booking with the airline when in fact you are booking with one of these third-party online agencies. So again, just be very, very careful about how you're booking. Make sure you're booking directly with the airline and make sure you're booking on the airline's official website. Now let's talk about the actual flight that you're booking. Biggest piece of advice I can give right now is book early morning flights or the first flight of the day. Listen, I get it. It sucks. It's not fun to be dragging you and your family to the airport at 3.30 in the morning to try to get on a flight that goes out first thing in the day. But here's the thing. Delays tend to build up over the course of the day, whether there are weather delays or air traffic control delays or operational delays or maintenance delays, they build up over the course of the day. And that airplane tends to get further and further delayed out. It's what we call a, a cascading delay. So if you want to avoid that, 
take the first flight out of the day. Those flights generally are not delayed. And if they are, it's usually only by a few minutes as opposed to a few hours, which can happen as it builds up over the course of the day. The other big piece of advice I'm giving people right now, if at all possible, fly directly to your destination. Avoid taking connecting flights. I get it. Connecting flights, they're often a lot cheaper than booking direct flights, but flying on a connecting flight right now with the state of the airline industry comes with a lot of risks. For example, if your original flight is delayed, there's a very good possibility that you are going to miss your connection and end up being stuck in your connecting city. As well, it's entirely possible that that second flight, your connecting flight, it might get canceled. Again, you're ending up stuck in your connecting city. And based on how full the flights are right now, what's happening is people aren't getting stuck in their connecting city for a few hours and being sent out later on in the evening. They're getting stuck in that connecting city for an extra day or even an extra two days. So again, this can be a big problem. The other issue with connecting flights right now revolves around baggage. Bags can miss their connections. We have something in the airline industry called minimum connection time, which is the minimum amount of time between a connection. Airports tend to follow this very, very strictly when it comes to baggage because they need to have enough time to move the bags from plane A to plane B. Right now, ground crews, horribly understaffed and running behind. And here's the deal. Flights will leave without bags. As such, you could end up in your destination without your bag. Even if you make it on your connecting flight, there's a very good possibility that your bag will not. Now, if you decide to go against my advice to avoid connecting flights, or perhaps you live somewhere where maybe you can't get to your destination on a direct flight and you have to take a connecting flight, I have a couple of pieces of advice there. First off, Give yourself lots of time between your connections. What the airline industry calls minimum connection time right now is simply not good enough. I get it. It sucks to be spending more time in an airport than necessary. But you know what sucks even more? Running to your next flight. Because even though you landed on time with what you thought was going to be more than enough time to make it to your flight, your plane sat on the tarmac for 45, 60, 70, 90 minutes waiting for a ground crew to bring it into the gate because the airports are so short-staffed. You have now missed your connection. And as I mentioned previously, there's the risk that you are going to be stuck in that connecting city for an extra day or two. Something else that I want to give piece of advice when it comes to what flights you're picking. If you have to be somewhere for a specific event on a specific day, let's say, for example, you are flying to Las Vegas to go to the Bruno Mars concert at the Dolby Theater at the Park MGM. And that concert is on Tuesday. For the love of God, do not plan to fly in on Tuesday morning for the event that night. You are running a huge risk of not making it to the event. My advice, always plan to fly in at minimum the day before the event. Pick that first flight out of the day, direct flight, the day before your event. That way, you're more than likely going to make it to whatever event you've got planned the next night, but you're giving yourself a huge buffer of time to make sure that you absolutely get to that event.
Now let's talk about baggage. There's no doubt that you've seen on the news, the photos, the videos of the thousands of bags that are stranded in baggage halls in airports all across Canada, the US, the UK, Europe. It is an absolute mess right now. Biggest tip I can give when it comes to baggage at the moment, if at all possible, do carry on only. It's going to make the process of travel that much smoother. First off, there's no chance of your bag going missing or getting lost or delayed. You're not going to be waiting on your bags in destination. That's a big one right now. People don't realize that, again, ground crews and baggage crews at the airports are horribly understaffed right now. This is leading to huge waiting times for people for their bags when they land in destinations. Right now, it's not uncommon for people to be standing around baggage belts for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours waiting for their bags to come out. So if you want to have that experience of being able to step off the plane, roll out the airport into your Uber and go straight to your hotel so you can hit the strip and get gambling and get drinking, use carry on only. Now, if you absolutely positively must check a bag, maybe you're traveling with a lot of stuff. Maybe you're going for a long period of time and you need a lot of stuff. I've got a few pieces of advice for you. First off, never put anything important in your bag. Never, ever, 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 ever put anything of importance in your bag. Medications, huge no. Do not put your medications in your checked luggage. Cash, don't put your cash in the checked luggage. Jewelry, don't put that in your checked luggage either. Any kind of important documents? No, put those in your carry-on. Car keys, house keys, for the love of all things holy, do not put your car keys and house keys in your checked luggage. I know it's easy. I, you know what? I'll admit, I've done it myself. Without even thinking, you just put them inside the front pocket, inside your bag, boom, it's gone. Right now, there's a very good possibility you are never going to see that bag again, which means you're never going to see those house keys or those car keys again. So keep that in mind. If you are checking a bag, put a spare set of clothes in your carry-on bag, or at the very least, put a spare pair of socks, spare pair of underwear, maybe a, an extra t-shirt and your toiletries in your carry-on bag. This is in case... Either A, your bag goes missing, you've got something to carry you over for an extra day, hopefully your bag shows up the next day, or you can go out and shop and buy yourself some extra clothes, or if you end up missing a connection and you're stuck overnight somewhere without your luggage. My wife and I recently had this happen. We got stuck in Montreal. We missed our flight. We missed our connection. We were rebooked on a flight the next day. Our luggage went straight through to our destination. I was smart, put a spare pair of underwear, socks, and a t-shirt in my carry-on bag. My wife, she did not do that. <laughs> Let's just say I was happy I wasn't sitting next to her on the flight home the next day. We'll just leave it at that. Anyways, big piece of advice. Again, just put some extra stuff in your carry-on bag if you are checking a bag. So if you get stuck somewhere, you can feel a little bit fresh the next day when you're flying onward to your destination. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
Now let's talk about the process of checking in for your flight. First off, most airlines do allow you to check in online up to 24 hours prior to your flight. Highly recommend that you take advantage of that, especially if you're only flying with carry-on bags. If you've already checked in, you've already got your boarding pass, this means you can just go straight to the security gate and start making your way to your flight once you arrive at the airport that day. If you do have to check in with an agent at the counter, advise you get to the airport very, very early, okay? Uh, most airlines are saying a minimum of two hours prior if you're traveling domestically, three hours prior if you're traveling internationally. If at all possible, I would even recommend arriving earlier than that if you can. Airports right now seeing huge lines and wait times at security. Hearing about people taking two, three hours just to get through security, taking 90 minutes, two hours just to get through customs if they're pre-clearing customs. So again, you want to plan to be there for a while and plan to be there good and early so you're not that person who has to run from security to your flight. Now, here's the thing. We're also hearing stories about people who are getting to the airport and cruising through security in like five minutes. I get it. It sucks to be spending more time at the airport than absolutely necessary. But if you do happen to be one of the lucky ones who just cruise on through security, take advantage of it. Go grab a coffee, hit the restaurant, go grab a beverage, start your vacation early. Simple as that. Start it on a good note. Something else I'd recommend as well, download the airlines app or when you're checking in, make sure you provide a text number and an email address. This is going to let you know any kind of updates on your flight. If there's delays, when the flight is boarding, if the flight happens to unfortunately be canceled, maybe you're eligible for an upgrade. Lots of airlines now use their apps to communicate all of that information. So again, not a bad idea to actually download that app have it active on your phone, make sure you've got all of your information plugged in there so that you can get notified if there's any changes. Now, when it comes to the airport experience, few tips and tricks for you. First off, pack your patience, okay? Be prepared for delays, cancellations, any other issues that come up. Something you gotta keep in mind right now is that in addition to all the craziness that the airlines are dealing with, with packed flights and staff shortages and uh, big delays and big cancellations due to all of those things, they're also dealing with all the usual operational stuff. So things like weather, maintenance issues, air traffic control issues, other operational issues that can come up over the course of the day for an airline, they're dealing with all of that stuff as well. Keep in mind that none of these problems are being caused by the customer service agent who's working behind the counter at the gate, okay? There is absolutely no reason to lose your mind on this poor person who has been working hard all day on their feet, basically getting yelled at for however many hours they happen to be at the airport. Again, they did not cause this problem. We've seen videos online of some absolutely abhorrent behavior from people. People are being terrible right now. I get it. We all want to get somewhere. But please understand that in spite of what you believe right now, these are not normal times. It is anything but normal when it comes to travel and the airline industry. So just be prepared for those issues. And you know what? 
If you're nice to that person behind the counter, I guarantee you that you are going to get a lot better service than if you stand there yelling at them and berating them for however many minutes on end while you've got a huge line of people behind you who are also just trying to get wherever they're going. So again, there's no reason for that behavior. Remember that old saying, you attract a lot more flies with sugar than vinegar? I think that's the saying. Anyways, it's true. Just be a lot nicer. You're going to get helped a lot sooner. And trust me, it's going to be worth it for you in the end. Something else to keep in mind when you're at the airport, be prepared for lineups at security and when you're checking in. If you've seen any of the news stories as of late, you've heard people talking about big long lines at security, at customs, at the check-in counters. If you're dropping a bag, any of this stuff, just keep in mind, you're probably going to be standing there for a while. So again, just be prepared for that. Pack your patience and just deep breaths in, out. That's what you have to do. Okay. Now, something else you want to be prepared for, and this is not a lot of fun. This sucks. I get it. Be prepared to be sitting on your aircraft for a while when you land in your destination or at your connecting airport. Essentially, those planes are landing. There's a shortage of ground crew. The planes cannot get into the gate without that ground crew. They're sitting. They're waiting. We've heard stories of people who have been sitting for an hour, two hours, three hours. Just sit back, relax. You're crammed in there with a lot of people who all want to get where they're going. I get it. Tensions are high. Tempers can flare. But again, just be prepared for those delays. Okay. Also, if you're traveling internationally, you have to clear customs when you land. Be prepared for lineups at customs. U.S. Customs and Border, Canada Border Service Agencies, U.K. Border Force, all of these various Customs agencies are running short-staffed right now. As such, you're going to be waiting in line to clear customs if you have to clear when you land. So again, just pack your patience. So what do you do if and when things go bad? How do you handle it? Do you freak out? Do you lose your mind? Do you go crazy? Do you yell at the person on the other side of the counter? No, you absolutely do not. I'm going to give you a few little tips on what you can do if you run into problems with your flight. Okay, first off, say you miss your connection. It's going to happen. At some point, I guarantee you, it's going to happen. How can you sort yourself out? Simple. Find an airport agent. Check in with them. You may have already been moved onto new flights. A lot of people don't realize this, but there are teams of people working behind the scenes. Whenever there's any kind of major delay or cancellation, every airline has teams of people working behind the scenes to rebook all of these passengers. And you got to keep in mind that it's not just a few passengers from one or two flights. A lot of times it is thousands of people every day. And those teams are doing their best to try to get those people to their destinations as quickly as possible. Chances are, if you've missed your connection or you've had a flight cancellation, you are probably going to already have been moved to new flights. And that agent behind the counter is going to either A, be able to tell you what those new flights are, or B, let you know, you know what, you haven't been moved yet, but it's being worked on. So just keep an eye on your cell phone, your email address, you'll get a notification when you get to the moved flight. If you're missing a bag, find the airline's baggage service counter. 
Those are usually located near the carousels in the arrival area. Go find the appropriate baggage service center. File a report immediately so that you are in the system. Get a copy of that report along with a reference number and a customer service number. And it doesn't hurt to get the name and employee number of the person that was helping you so that you have something else to reference if at some point you have to call into a a phone service center and have a conversation with someone. When you're dealing with the baggage service agent, politely ask if you're entitled to any kind of reimbursement, compensation, or money for incidentals. I know that there are some airlines out there who will actually provide cash to people if they have to run to a drugstore to buy toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, uh, soap, shampoo, anything like that. Okay. So again, if you're missing a bag or your bag is, is delayed, make sure you ask the agent if you're entitled to anything like that. Again, this generally varies depending upon the airline. Now, what do you do if your flight is canceled? It's been happening a lot lately. You show up to the airport, you find out your flight's been canceled, or it even gets canceled last minute while you're sitting on the plane. Here's what you do. After you kind of figure out what your situation is, go find an airport agent, somebody behind a customer service counter, check in with them, okay? Politely ask if you've already been rebooked on a new flight. Remember that team of people working to rebook people? there's a very good possibility that you have already been rebooked on a new flight. The agent behind the counter is going to be able to let you know what those new flights are, when they are, maybe even check you in and provide you with a boarding pass. If you haven't been moved as of yet, you just have to stay patient. Again, those teams are often working through hundreds or thousands of people rebooking them onto new flights to try to get them out to where they go. It's possible that either A, you haven't been moved yet, or B, you have been and you just haven't had the notification sent out to you as of yet. If you do have a flight cancellation, ask the agent behind the counter, again, politely, if you're eligible for a hotel or you're eligible for meal vouchers or you're eligible for cabs. Depending on the circumstances behind the flight cancellation, it's entirely possible that you might be. If you are, they're going to print you off some vouchers or figure out how to send you vouchers so that you can actually go to the hotel, get yourself checked in, grab a bite to eat, take a cab, take a shuttle, get yourself all set up. Something else you can try doing is reaching out to the airline's customer service team. Now, here's the thing. Don't just phone. That's going to be your first instinct is to find the customer service number and call. What's going to happen in reality, particularly right now with the state of the industry, is you are going to get through and you are then going to sit on hold for hours on end waiting for somebody. I'm not saying don't call. What I'm saying is don't just call. Try reaching out via social media. There's lots of airlines right now who are extremely reactive on social media. Several of them will reach out via Twitter or through Facebook or even Instagram. Send them a direct message. Let them know that you're running into a problem. Or even if you're using Twitter, just tweet at them. Most of them will ask you to send them a direct message with a a copy of your, your reservation code, all of that kind of stuff. When you reach out to them, a lot of them are very, very helpful on social media because, again, the phone lines are just absolutely jammed. So Facebook Messenger, Twitter DM, Instagram, any kind of social media, try reaching out to the airline. But again, at the same time, reach out to them via phone. And again, I cannot stress this enough. Pack your patience. The term grace under fire really comes into play here. The staff at an airport 
spend a lot of their day dealing with very, very angry people. And those are the people that stand out to airline staff. So just be nice. Okay. Again, your delay or your misconnection or your lost bags or your canceled flight. It's not the fault of the agent behind the counter. They are there to help you. Now, something to keep in mind when it comes to them helping you is you may not like the option that's being presented to you. If that agent behind the counter tells you that the next flight they can get you on is tomorrow, that's accurate. That's a fact. They're not holding seats behind for someone else. They're not making up numbers. That is, in fact, the next flight that they're able to get you on. You may not like the information that they're telling you, but unfortunately, that's the best option that they have available for you at that particular moment. My advice in that situation would be this. Accept that option, but at the same time, while you're waiting for that flight, try reaching out to the airline through their customer service. It's possible that they might have seats open up on an earlier flight. Reach out to them, see if they can get you on an earlier flight, whether it's a flight earlier the next day or even later on the same day. Just do your best. And again, the whole time, be polite, be friendly, and be nice. Now, finally, you're going to want to find out if you're entitled to any kind of compensation for your delay or your cancellation. There are some places in the world, uh, for example, Canada, uh, the UK and Europe, who actually have government policies in place to compensate flyers if they're affected by delays or cancellations that are within the airline's control. Now, keeping in mind that the U.S. has no such regulation or framework in place to deal with their passengers in the event of cancellations or delays. But again, it never hurts to ask. Shoot your shot. Worst thing they could do is say no. Politely ask, is there any kind of compensation for my delay? Again, worst they can say is no. The agent behind the counter is probably not going to be able to provide you with that compensation. They're only going to be able to provide you with the information that they have from the airline. So again, in that situation, if you think you're owed compensation, it's best to reach out to the airline through their various customer service channels, whether that's online through social media, online through a website, or old-fashioned telephone. Now, I know the big question on everyone's mind is, how long is this crap going to last? Personally, I don't have an answer for that, but industry experts and analysts are saying it's going to carry on through the summer and potentially into the fall. In other words, it's likely going to be some time before things get back to what we remember as normal when it comes to air travel. Hopefully you found these tips helpful, and I know there's a lot of info here, so once again, I've put together my notes and made them available for download. You can find the link in the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com. And that wraps up another episode of Jeff Does Vegas. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show, or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. Or drop me an email directly at Jeff at JeffDoesVegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. 
And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been Jeff Does Vegas, a Walker New Media production. Thank you.